time to present Scott Coupon to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's time! Okay, so I'm here with John Ewing III. How are you, John? I'm doing well. How are you, Scott? Fantastic. So uh, excited to learn a little bit more about your project. Yes, sir. Uh, it's called Married Strangers. And Married Strangers is written by a WGA writer by the name of Rhonda F. Baraka. She is a, I love to brag on her. She's a very prolific writer. She's written about 25 to 30 uh, TV movies. So she's very established and I thought of this story because, you know, I was speaking with someone, uh, it was a personal friend of mine that I hadn't seen in years, and I knew that he was married. And, you know, I, I just kept asking him questions about his family, about his wife, and uh, things weren't going too well. And he eventually said, John, you know, at this point, we're married strangers. And it, it really resonated with me because, you know, although I've never been married, it's it's, it's interesting to hear someone talk about, you know, a marriage in that perspective. So, you know, I, I gave her the ideas on how I wanted the, the script written and she developed it. I've never, in, in all of my years of film producing, I've never written anything or, or, or directed whatsoever. I'm more of a, you know, conductor of the orchestra. You know, so Married Strangers is a unique story about four people two couples that all harbor different secrets in their marriages and they put on facades when the couples meet each other and throughout the story things are revealed and you really learn about you know the struggles uh in these unique relationships excellent excellent and and uh do they do they get involved with is there some faith that kind of uh, resonates towards the second or third act? Uh, there is, yes, sir. There is, uh, you know, some adultery that, that takes place basically, you know, a year before um, with one of the couples and, and, you know, with one of the other couples, you know, they're struggling financially, um, you know, and, and the husband, Michael Weber, he feels like he should be in a better place and his wife is not doing as well financially. That, that he would hope, but she has it all together mentally, you know? So um, the two couples, uh, they're, they're very unique and uh, I am really excited about, um, about people seeing this story. And uh, what I wanted to ask you, because I really love listening to your podcast, oh, is, you. Uh, you know, what did you find most challenging in regards to fundraising, because I'd like to raise funds for this project. And, I, and you know, I'd like to know, like, what did you find most challenging in your efforts? Oh, wow. Um, it, it's always a challenge, even now. But uh, thinking back to my first feature where I used other people's money, um, I, think, I think the challenge was not, not trying not to get too excited because it is such an exciting process stepping back even if it takes a month two months a little bit of time 
and just making sure I have all the proper tools in line. So I'm just gonna go through a, a quick checklist here. So the business plan really is your key marketing document. That's the thing, in addition to you, because people invest in people, but that marketing, that business plan really is like your yeah. business card. That's the thing that's gonna pull them in, get them excited, get them to, uh, to consider writing a check. Um, your track record, I wanna talk to you about that in just, uh, in just a minute, what you've done by yourself, which is pretty remarkable. Um, your team, the biographies of your team, your, your uh, writer, uh, Rhonda is very, very strong. Um, the market for this type of film, the niche of film, the comparables, um, then your capitalization, um, what, how you're gonna figure out X amount of dollars equals one percentage of, of your, uh, your gross, then right. your distribution strategy, that's key. And you wanna to try to make that very unique. You don't wanna be like every other filmmaker out there. Right, um, right. At the end of the day, you wanna say what's unique, not only about, we think you have a very strong script and Rhonda did a brilliant job. She's got a track record, but A, B and C, we are doing, which will give us a unique advantage when it comes to distribution. Okay. Okay. Uh, you wanna make sure you have your uh, top sheet and here, here's a mistake a lot of first time filmmakers make is they'll just kind of throw together a top sheet and you wanna make sure you take the time and it shouldn't take more than a week or two to do a proper budget for the yeah. proper number of days. So you have a schedule all that. So that gives you real data for a top sheet that keeps your budget very accurate. Um, okay. 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 And of course, your agreements, you want to have something in place um, with Rolando, your director, something in place right now with your writer, Rhonda, um, right. something in place with your company, with you, make sure all those are real tight. And then, of course, the investor agreement, you want to make sure that's ready um, and then get an entertainment attorney attached. So all of those things take a little bit of time. But if you have all that before you get in touch with your uh, potential investors, you're going to look very, very professional. There's going to be no questions that you won't be able to address. Okay, um, great. Thanks. I would like to ask you, is there a particular set of questions? Is there one, two, three bullet points that your potential investors would always ask questions about? Did they seem to be more interested in the story? Did they seem to be more interested in the distribution strategy? Um, they seem to be more, uh, you know, attracted to, you know, any particular bullet points in your investment proposal. Okay. Uh, mo most potential investors are extremely, they're, um, they're typically business owners themselves or they're successful people that are able to, I'm going to use the word risk because it, it's always a small risk when you're investing in any kind of film, even with a, with a good track record. Um, the, the numbers tend to excite them. The marketing distribution tends to excite them. What typically is not really of interest. Of course, they, they got to like the story. And, and some of this thing with, with marriage, hopefully will resonate with a few hopefully. of your potential investors. I'm thinking so. I'm hoping so. But, uh, in, in your pitch deck or whatever, 
Uh, I just want to point out two things, and th this is just constructive criticism. This is how we all learn. This is just my opinion, but I, I'm not sure who the the artist was, the the girl who had done the beautiful artist. Maybe okay. you just put a little paragraph in there if, if it's okay. a, a strong selling point. Okay. If she's uh, famous or up and coming, that could be a good yes. thing. Yeah, that that makes sense because you, you, they can learn more about her fan base. Absolutely. Correct. It, it, yeah, and if she has a fan base, then yeah, that that should be a little bullet point in there, okay. uh, not not a big section. Um, and then also the storyboards, you can put one storyboard in there, maybe under, because Rolando did the storyboards, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so that that's that's good. He's taking the time. He's a very very good storyboard artist but you don't want a whole bunch of storyboards in there. And here's a valuable thing I learned. Never ever offer the script to any potential investor. I know it sounds crazy, but here's the thing. These people normally are very, very busy. They're talking to you because you have a connection with them, most of these people. Um, they like you, they trust you. You're gonna ask them to spend 20 or 30 minutes some of them maybe 15 minutes to review the business plan. You don't want to give them another three or four hour homework project. Right, right, right. down and reading the script. Because what'll happen, and I learned this early in my career, is you got someone that's interested, they're looking at the business plan, oh, Scott, I haven't had time to read the script yet. I'm, you know, I've been really busy around the house this weekend, but I'm gonna to try to get to it. You call them back on Monday, they didn't have time over the weekend to read the script. Now. If someone's really, really genuinely interested and they're excited to read the script, then you can give it to them, but don't offer the script up front. Okay. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because you want to really keep them fo focused. Um, so I want to talk about Rolando a little bit. So I think your, your track record is really powerful. You've done a whole bunch of projects, over a dozen projects. That's really strong. Uh, Rhonda's really strong. Um, you want to make sure you don't want any potential investors to label Rolando um, as a first-time director because he is. You want to highlight, hey, he's actually done three or four or five projects already. Right. And he has. Right, right, and I think yes. in this budget range, about uh, 500000 that's yes, very, sir. very doable for someone that has a track record of successful right. short films they've all gotten out there they're all on imdb this is perfect so right, right. you want to make sure that doesn't you know even that that's not even an issue okay. um okay. i think the other strong point about rolando is he's a uh, a member of nalep um you know the latino producers um group sure. and that right. that could end up from a potential distributor point of view potential investor point of view marketing that could work in your favor, just like you've got a woman as the screenwriter. So right. you've, you've got sure. a very diverse team, and I think you need sure. to really focus in on that. Question I would ask Rolando, and maybe you can follow up on this, is did any of his, because he's done many, many short films, did any of them win any awards? Um, and also you might want to put in selection, you know, those wreaths that you mm -hmm. see, for mm -hmm. a couple of different film festivals. Okay. okay. Even just getting into a few film festivals of shorts, that's a powerful tool that conveys to potential investors, hey, 
Rolando's gotten into a bunch of festivals. I've gotten into festivals. My God, look at Rhonda. You put all those wreaths together with your team. Okay. That's going to give your potential investors confidence okay, that great. this film, as one of the many distribution strategies, might right. be, hey, we're right. going to submit this to a few festivals. Right, absolutely. Yes, he has. Um, he's done a myriad of short films. And one project that was very special to me is a music video called She. It's with a Grammy-nominated artist by the name of Eric Roberson out of Charlotte, North Carolina. It was such a beautifully done video. Um, you know, he showed me the storyboards that he did for I saw the background video, and I just loved his artistic direction. And I thought he was very thorough. And I actually learned about Rolando on the set of my film, The Marriage Chronicles. The Marriage Chronicles aired on Stars, BET Encore. It's doing very successful. One of my lead actresses by the name of Karen Ward, she had, uh, Karen Ward Ross, I'm sorry. She had starred in the music video and she told me about it. And I was, I was very attracted to the camera movement and his knowledge about the story and, and his direction. So uh, he has done a lot of projects. There is a project in Colombia and South America that, that he's been working on the, the, the last year. I cannot currently recall the name of it, but I'm very excited about working with him. And I, I do think that it would be essential to highlight uh, more of his projects so that investors will not feel that oh, well, you know, you're asking me to invest and this is a first time director. He's not just someone that's just jumping behind the camera for the first time. He has actually 15 years of experience. He directs theater also. So he's very artistic and more than capable to deliver a, a fantastic project. Yeah, so, so all that I think you just want to highlight and you'll have no problem at all. And I, I, I do like the fact that he's directed theater mm -hmm. as well as films. Because that's, that's one of the most valuable assets a director can have is being able to interact with actors. Because that, that's where the story comes from. I mean, you're going to take Rhonda's beautiful words, the most powerful. It all starts with a great story, right? Every great film starts with a great story. And if you have a director that communicates really real with, with actors, like Clint Eastwood, for example, he's really an actor's director. That's, that's really a, uh, a strong suit. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, another question I wanted to ask of you, Scott, is do you have any unique ideas on how I could find individuals or businesses to invest? Um, because you have such great experience in fundraising. I wanted to ask, you know, your perspective. Do you have any unique ideas? I do. Recommend? I do, specifically your film. I, I just want to... Uh, ask a few questions here and then I, I, I do have a couple of ideas for you. Okay. Um, circling back to the films you've already produced and I see you've produced a lot of them. What, what were some of the budgets that you put in yourself or you self-finance? Okay. okay, well, of course. Or if you can give me a budget range. <laughs> okay, um, first starting out, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, we were riding dirty, we were grinding. So I started out with projects that were that would fall into the ultra low budget range and you know ultra low budget is 250,000 or less you know uh you know that that's okay that's those, okay right 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 a few of those were significantly ultra ultra low 
Um, but you know, you have, you have to live and you learn and, and you get things done and hey, you know, all of the projects recouped and they not, not only recoup, but they recoup very well. We, we recouped, you know, a hundred, 150% profit margin. The projects wow. did very well. And, you know, I started producing projects that were modified low budget, you know, for people that don't know, modified low budget is 250,000 to 700,000. And those projects did very well. So I'm very happy to say that I've never taken a loss on a project. And it's because, you know, one of, one of those reasons for me is, um, you know, I'm actually a businessman that went and learned the film business. And when I initially uh, started looking into getting in the industry, you know, I would speak with people that went to these film schools and they would tell me, oh, John, you're going to have to lose money on, on your first few projects just to get in. I spent $300,000 on my first film and it didn't even get distribution, yada, yada, yada. And I'm not going to name people's names, but I specifically told them, dude, I, I, I got like, uh, eviction notices that are <laughs> practically on the door now. I cannot afford to voluntarily lose any money on any project. So um, I actually started out by just buying a Walmart camera and, you know, just kind of videotaping some things, getting some editors to edit it, you know, selling some DVDs. And I just got better and better and better at it. And when I actually started making films, I was totally comfortable in my ability to sell. And just to give you a quick story on my, my sales background, I went to the number one HBCU in the country, South Carolina State University, home of the Mighty Marching 101 Band. And I actually knew a gentleman by the name of Lee Savage. And Lee is the owner of Xenon Pictures, um, the founder of Xenon Pictures. And Xenon has one of the most prolific and biggest African-American film catalogs in the industry. And I convinced him to sell me his videos when I was in college. So he would sell me VHS tapes and DVDs. I would sell them throughout the dorms. I would sell them at homecomings. And, you know, I, got, I, I must have sold thousands of videos. Wow. And I established that relationship. And I told Lee, I said, you know, I, I would love to start producing films. I think it's something that I want to do. And Lee told me, he's like, well, John, why don't you first consider distributing someone else's film first? Because the market is very big for filmmakers that make films that cannot find distribution. And I said, hmm, that, that I found that very interesting. So, um, you know, fast forward a few years, I would go to trade shows like VSDA, that no longer exists, Video Software Dealers Association. And I would meet uh, companies that would do the graphics for Warner Brothers and whatnot. When they would have some free time, they would work for me for, you know, they, they'd basically do me favors. So um, I would meet filmmakers and hear their horror stories about distribution. And they would get essentially nothing from some of these companies and I figured out, well, I mean, I don't have a lot, but if I can, you know, pull a few dollars out of my pocket as an advance, it, it could be quite helpful to them, you know? So um, that's basically my story on how I got started. And, and once I distributed a few films, 
I became confident in my ability to create a film from scratch and hire a writer and hire directors and cinematographers and so on and so forth. So that's sort of the history of, of how I got started. I actually started in the sales business and worked my way up um, into being a producer. Wow. John, this is fascinating stuff. Do you have a, uh, a quick minute? I need to take a quick break and we'll come right back. 